All right, it's go time. We're live from Naperville. Unreal, really. I'm in the house of Flanagan. This is your first time here in, I'd guess, nearly a decade, would you say? It's been a while. Um, love what you've done with the place. In El Condo de Jib. Love what I'm doing to the place. None of it's finished. It almost looks like you expected company. I did throw a lot of things into different rooms this morning. I did a quick once-over with the Swiffer Wet. I did a little sweeping. Uh, it was a busy day. I threw some bleach down in the uh, bathroom, so it didn't feel like a crime scene when you got here. I did not clean anything near where we're sitting. I was in the bathroom. I can't believe you brush your teeth with Arm & Hammer. You do the baking soda? It's toothpaste? I know. It's not like just a box Doesn't of baking soda. Doesn't that dry soda. you out? No, Don't it's you not come- a box of baking soda. It was Arm & Hammer brand toothpaste. You sound pasty this right now. This is weird. Can you this guys is, hear I'm not, the powder in his mouth? I'm, He's got the white foam around the mouth. From- I knew inviting Don Rickles into my home was a bad idea to record a podcast. This is... I am happy to be here. I paid some tolls to get here. Did we don't really? have a sponsor for this podcast, Jim. We don't. And that's going to come up later. But a little foreshadowing. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Um, but no, happy to be here in Naperville. We're Founded when? I saw the sign. The, it, you pass by it every night. Must. I do. Never read it. No clue there was even a sign. I know Joseph, I think his name is Joseph Naper, because there is a Naper settlement. Um, but that's in the nice part of town. I'm not allowed around there. I'm in the... I'm in the condos of Naperville, my friend. You're on the other side of the toll booth? I sure am. I'm in the almost Aurora side. Well, 1831 was the answer, Jim. Oh, really? You knew the answer. And Well, because I just saw the sign. I, I pride myself when I do come out here that I don't put it in the address. You nailed that. I'm just all instinct, which I realize I do have a sense of direction, but it's weakening because I've relied on using GPS last several years. Um, but I also realize that sense of direction is not, not at all equated to intelligence. It's just either... I know a lot of really smart people that have no clue where they are. Don't have it. I think it's uh, it's how your brain works. Like me, I'm clueless. I GPS every time I go to your house. I'm fascinated by really smart people that don't <laughs> have a sense of direction. I'm just not very observant. So stand-up comedy was the right thing to get into. I don't know why I did any of that. But no, I, so I think the opposite of you. I think you're like, I use GPS too much lately. I don't think you use GPS enough. Because I'll talk to you sometimes and you'll be like, I shouldn't have gone this way. Well, why did you go that way? I just guessed. It's like, well, fucking look. There's a thing that tells you if, like, if there's going to be traffic. You know what I mean? You but know what? You though my chances. S- sometimes I'm like, I live in a city. That's that's what I the, the life I've chosen. And traffic, I need I need to be inconvenienced sometimes. You that's need life. a little rush. You, you you're always looking for the easy way out. There is no easy way out. Have you not seen Rocky Four? Do you listen to the podcast? No, I have not seen Rocky Four, and I don't listen. No, I do listen. Um, but I think that that's just a very, it's like your old school approach. That's how Pat McGann like, is refuting technology. Like you, you go by the sun, you, you don't have to have the technology helping you get to places. It's holding me back. Um, I need to embrace technology. Sarah likes to make fun of me. Uh, I bought a Mac, I don't know how many years ago, but I signed up for like the Apple classes. This <laughs> is... <laughs> So we lived up north, up north on the north side. And um, I signed up for Apple classes at that Apple store on Clybourne. Okay. Never went. No, of course not. (laughs) And uh, so hang out with some grandparents. Anytime something happens, you know, the Wi-Fi password isn't custom made or anything. It's always, you know, I get an Apple class. It's an ordeal. (laughs) Comment from Sarah. (laughs) 
Thank God you signed up for the Apple classes. Uh, she loves a good bit. She is very funny. Uh, that's great. She'll run a theme into the ground. It's Who great. doesn't? No, I deserve it. Uh, so anyway, thank you for hosting today. I'm happy you're here. Let's talk about why you're I want to paint a picture for the Brims. Um, he's got the Mr. Robinson knew it. entrance. <laughs> Which is, you got to have, have fun with this. Like yeah. you could just be doing TikTok videos on this with, from the entrance. There's a little step down. You come in the condo door and there's like two steps down to get to the, to the main level for no reason whatsoever. It's like a movie set. It's, it's like a, it really is. It's like a, a theater. You could really have like you, you, you make an entrance. You feel like you have to announce your presence when you open the door. Like I am home. There's usually an applause track when people come in, but since I walked in with you, I didn't have time to hit start. So it's like a live studio. It has this that all feel. over the place. Will be filmed in front of a live studio audience. It kind of does have that, yeah. Because you got that. It, it's yeah. It's like an announcement entry. Yeah, and then you come in here, um, and I just feel like I want to hang out. I, I see the bees. It's like our podcast coming to life. It really, I see the, the bees on the balcony. Mm-hmm. Some of them are dead. They're in the door. Well, they got to leave a send a message to the rest of their friends. You know, I, I yeah, saw the bidet. You saw the bidet. Absolutely. Which I'm gonna hang out. Give that thing a Give run. Give it a whirl. <laughs> Give it a whirl. There's a bicycle seat somewhere around here that I threw. Saw under the peloton. A rug. You saw the peloton. I mean, this is this smells is like you worked out recently. <laughs> I did. Thank you for noticing. I did. I was out of town this weekend, which is why you're here. I was I was in Milwaukee, and uh, so the only time we had was kind of a bright and early first thing Monday morning to be able to do this. And you were kind enough to come out here instead of me having to go out by you. So I uh, I had some uh, garbage that was left in here for a little longer than expected. So my apologies. I hope the candle has done its part to help. I haven't been in rush hour for a while, so I said. <laughs> I want to be inconvenienced. Well, you know, I chose to live here. I'm so sorry. To I'm going out there. <laughs> and I turned on some morning radio. Did you? Who'd you listen I lived, to? Live the old life. Um, I was going back and forth from XRT to, I threw Eric on for a minute. This is my buddy. Yeah. And I had, uh, I had love 104.3. Really? What well, is that called? The jams? The, yeah. The old school hip hop. Yeah. I love that. From Chicago. It's the old school. Yeah, it's a mixture of hip hop and yeah, mostly hip hop, I guess. It's eighties, nineties hip hop. A lot yeah. of Return of the Mac, a lot of Black Street on there, like a lot of, a lot of stuff that I'm trying to hang on to, at forty years old. That is old and not cool anymore. Don't you love the the radio station names though? Through our days, like we had the Loop was huge for, mm-hmm. and then we had um, B ninety six still going. Yeah, but ones that like were gone, like the Heat or yeah. the uh, the Wave. I remember one hundred three five the Beat. Oh, the beat. They had was... a big contest for that. And I, I submitted a name for that. 103.5 Lakeshore Jive. Oh, my gosh. Did you I really? <laughs> yes. And they chose the beat and instead? Dude, in my head, I was like, I might win. <laughs> Did you think no one else was submitting? Like feeling people out. Because think about this. I got like a couple positive responses. Like, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's just get you out of there. That's great. I don't think anybody uh, has a radio station that has three <laughs> no. words. 1035 Lakeshore. Look, stop it. We're done already. By the time you've finished setting up the rhyme with the 1035, I'm done. I'm out. The beat is so simple. Remember Z95? That was... Uh, oh, for sure. That was like on its way out as I was coming up. That was like uh, my aunts used to listen to that. I thought it was cool. They had the Z95 bumper sticker. You ever have a bumper sticker for a radio station on the car? No. Okay, I didn't think you would. I didn't think you would advertise it. We weren't a lot of bumper stickers. We, we, 
we barely got the the UD sticker on the car after uh, my sister started going there. We oh, didn't really? like, put a lot of stickers on. Did you have the bumper sticker? No, we didn't. My I had an aunt who had the Z95 bumper sticker. I remember that just in case she was driving around. And that was, I mean, that was the craziest thing that just like you're driving around and someone's going to see you and then, you know, hopefully give you $100 because you have a bumper sticker on your car. What amazing free advertising you get out of, out of people. How about it? I used to always want the Rusty Jones sticker. Do you remember that? No. It was like the guy and it was on the side of the car, like on the window. And it was like a... Redheaded dude. He was rusty. <laughs> he himself was a ginger finish. He had like the mustache. And uh, it must be, looking back, it must be like the, we got, we sold this sucker some rust proof. <laughs> and here we put the sticker on the car. Really? Yeah. No, I didn't even realize that. I'm not familiar with that one. It was like a cartoon face. So as a kid, you were like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Why don't we have that? We had the, um, we didn't have stickers. I mean, that was the era though, where everyone had to put, remember like the baby on board got big and yes. then like, but people had to have like parodies of the baby on board. Like, thank God for carnivals. Cause I wouldn't know where to buy my gag gifts. If carnivals did, if they didn't come through once a summer with like their, you know, their random, whatever the fad was the last year, they've got a lampoon of it somehow. Yeah. That's where you realize where they, a lot of people got a lot of things is like, wow, they, Popped a balloon with a dart. <laughs> yeah. Where else would you even get a Metallica mirror? You know what I mean? Like those mirrors that would come in the white, <laughs> the little white and cardboard they, surrounding. As a kid, you're like, this is artwork. This like, is, how did I get this? Yeah. This is, look what I got. Right. I got to keep it separate from my goldfish so I don't want to puncture a hole in that bag. And it showed you your breadth of, you know, knowledge. You'd have like Scarface, right. the Bulls. <laughs> Guns and Roses, their logo. I don't even like Megadeth, but it looked cool. I've never even heard one of their songs, but I can afford a mirror, you know? I put a baseball in a basket. Let's do this. They were glass, right? Yeah. And probably sharp corners. Very. They just handed them out to children. <laughs> Here you go. Run around. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, they were great to have. They were in, uh, you know, if you ever had like a fort. Yeah. Or a, a garage hangout. Yeah. You were like, this is coming back. Would you have been entirely shocked if you walked into my room and a few of those were up when you came in here today? Not at all. Okay. I, think, <laughs> I think a lot of guys, that's kind of how we all decorate our bar now. Yeah. More or less. Like a it more all adult comes, version of that. Yeah. The adult version of, of those, you know. I think so. You won for getting a, a knocking three, three bottles down. Three milk bottles off a stand. I used to love those carnival games. They were so rigged, though, weren't they? They were so expensive. Yeah. They were rigged. I remember the first time I got a side-angle view of the basketball rim. <laughs> Wait a <laughs> second. Like pressed it. It's like, this, this is an optical <laughs> illusion. Yeah. It's at least 11 and a half feet in the air as well. Angled improperly. Everything about it. Yeah. Smaller than the basketball. I uh, I was in Milwaukee over the weekend, as I mentioned, and I want to give a big shout out real quick to a couple of Brimleys who came out to a show. Uh, thanks to everyone who came out to, uh, to Laughing Tap in Milwaukee and then uh, Lakefront Brewery. Um, but uh, after the early show Saturday, my favorite show of the weekend, I have kind of a funny story, um, talking to some friends of mine and like I'm being cool. You know what I mean? Like I just finished a show like, you know, you're riding high, like you're yeah. feeling good. You're talking to some friends. 
and uh, a couple of Brimleys walk up, and uh, and and one of them looks and says, "Proud Brimley, love the podcast. First time seeing you live." And I was like, "Hang on a second, you know, like still being cool. Go start talking to them right there. Feeling great." Julie and Brian Quinlan made the trip up from Downers Grove to Milwaukee to come see a show. Can't thank them enough. And then they're like, by the way, we're, we're, we're totally on board with your collecting baseball cards as a hobby. <laughs> I'm like, guys, my friends are right here. Like, do we have to talk about this right now? I'm being cool. <laughs> but they told me a uh, fantastic story. Um, and it validates me, Pat, because they're successful grown-ups. Wait a minute. You they, shrugged off the brims. They were like, hey, we're Brimleys. You said, hang on a second. No, I said, hang on a second to my friends to talk to the Brimleys. And then they're like, you, hey, this door collects baseball cards. <laughs> are you guys, are you telling them about your cards? We were standing right next to my friends. I just put my friends on hold for a second to have this conversation. Tell them that you have 20 complete sets in your front room. <laughs> like, let's walk over here. Let's walk over here for this conversation, guys. <laughs> but they uh, were like, we're totally on board because we they are successful grown-up adults, and they themselves have a 12-year-old that collects baseball cards. <laughs> See? There you go. They, uh, they, they told me about a Ronald Acuna card he sold for over $700. We had a nice little talk. It was very fun, but it was very nice to meet them. Uh, thanks to everyone who came Wait, out to the shows. That guy just pitched against the White Sox. No, he's a hitter for the Braves. Oh, he's on the... Who, who's yeah. the... They have the Acuna on... Uh... Oh, probably. Okay. So this guy is... He's the, he's the real deal. He's the next Mike Trout, in my opinion. Is he really? Not, yeah, it's not Luis Robert? No, I think he's the next best player in the game. It's either him or Tatis. Anywho, it was, uh, it was great to meet them, and uh, a lot of great uh, people came out to the show. So thank you to everyone who uh, came out this weekend. If you thank people that came out again, you don't one more time, <laughs> I'm going to stop listening All to this right. podcast. Well, I totally understand why. <laughs> no, go ahead. Have you spent any time? Talk out? about Milwaukee. Did you stay up there? Did you have some great food? Did you go to Gloriosos? I did not go to Gloriosos. So it's a it's a new club in a different part of town. So it was very different than any of my previous Milwaukee comedy experiences. Can I take us back for a minute, Jim? Because yeah. I want to talk about one of the first times we really connected. Let's go. Was in Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We spent a weekend together at, at working the Comedy Cafe. Yeah, absolutely. Mike Toomey was headlining. They would have... Uh, Maybe three comics were staying at the condo. Four yeah, comics four were comics. staying at the, the condo that Mark weekend. Mark Yaffe, uh, was, they, they had forgotten they booked him or something. There was like a, there's just an extra comic. So I would argue that the All Over the Place podcast was born that weekend. I would not doubt that at all. Absolutely. I remember um, it was like my first weekend like on the road going mm-hmm. somewhere and staying overnight and yeah. in the condo on the couch. <laughs> and I, the bathroom was disgusting. The, the right? grossest. I mean... Do not be embarrassed about your place. No. Do you remember that? Wait, are you comparing me to the Comedy Cafe condo bathroom? Like your whole place is at least three to 5% better than that disgusting bathroom. But do you remember this? Dude, I showered and I, I was like, that place, that bathroom is disgusting, but that soap is awesome. <laughs> the, it's like, and you were like, what soap? I go, it looks like wood. Like, and you go, <laughs> that's my soap. You go, that's mine. You were not like that soap is awesome. You're like, there's wooden soap in there. I had to stop at Target and get a bar of soap and they had this like it was it was like mentholated like so I'm blathering then five minutes later it's like I'm smoking a cool it was weird it was that a random find it was a random find at Target it was like that uh, soap was legendary it was legendary you're like talking shit about the soap and I'm like I'm like that's my soap (laughs) of course I tell you that I used it (laughs) did you use it 
Oh, now it's weird. I think I forgot to pack soap. That was what I did. So I stopped at Target like a grown-up. I didn't just use a random splintering soap from the... See, I was not a germaphobe like that. This is, that's before the pandemic. I get it. Soap, I get it. Soap's clean, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're all good. We made it this far. Um, so what did you do? I just want to thank everyone in Milwaukee. <laughs> what did you do out there? I didn't have a ton of downtime. I, um, I, I mean, we had two shows on Saturday night, so I just explored this little Walker's Point area, kind of over by the casino where the club is. Laughing Tap, by the way, awesome club. They're doing a great job keeping everything distanced, uh, small audiences, but they were a lot of fun. Um, late show, we had a bachelor party of 20 dudes. You forget about that part of comedy. You're like, oh, sh-. I'm so excited to be back. And then you're like, ah, oh, shit, this is going to suck. They ended up being okay, like, but they were wasted when they got there, you know, type of. And it's like 30 people was the max capacity, you know what I mean? Like, because of COVID. So, um, never understood the bachelor or bachelorette party for a comedy club. It just doesn't make sense, right? Like, but they just all do it. Go out. Yeah be with each other talking like who wants to all get together and then go sit down and be quiet somewhere and listen to someone else i don't think they realize that they have to sit there and be quiet is the problem because they're not like all right for the bachelorette party we're gonna go see hamilton you know what i mean like they're not going to other art forms where you have to shut up for 90 minutes they like they're thinking of it as like oh cool they'll make fun of us for this and we get to be part of the show right i mean they're the guys came in bomb though, like so. It's like you're you were on the right track. Like yeah. just stay on that track. That's it. You like you're you're wasted. You're on a bus that, by the way, it was like I'm like you guys didn't rent that bus. One of you has that, and they're oh, like, "Yep, it. that is correct." <laughs> like it was like green, and it was just you know what I mean. It's not like a rental company bus. It was just like, does that thing in your dad's farm start? And we'll find out. Um. But yeah, and they ended up being great. Like they ended up being, they were like, they'd be really quiet and then really loud when they liked a joke. It was very, you know, different. But um, but yeah, I've never understood. Like, I, I don't think they they really know what they're getting into. Yeah. Well, that's cool that they were, uh, you know, not like yeah. interrupting the show. Yeah, they were fun. And then uh, yesterday I just hung out with some friends. Um, I did. Uh, uh, <laughs> You've been busy, man. You've been like. This was like a normal weekend. It was like my first big work week. I had Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday shows. It felt good again. You know, crowds felt good. They were crowds were great, man. Small distance, you know, like juiced up. Yeah, ready to go. I mean, it is. It's been fun. Lakefront Brewery is also an awesome venue. Um, Yeah, man, just good times out there. What'd you do all week? We are doing. It's May, dude. So we were going in the right. Right. That's it. On the path. May, a very versatile uh, month. Super versatile. Uh, a verb, May. A name? Is there a, a name? A first name, a last name? Is there another month that's a... There's months that are names, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. January, April. We June. can go through all 12 of them yeah, if we need to. a lot of them. Um, March. March. Is a verb. Sure is. May. Anyway. Happy that it's May. Elliot made his communion this past weekend. That was, uh, you know, that's a big, that's like an initiation, Jim. Yeah, into, it is. Into um, of a divided, not really sure where it's headed church. <laughs> so you get jumped in with the holy water <laughs> is what happens. No, it's, uh, you know, it's a huge deal for um, a second grader. Jose made hers as a third grader. So now he can always... Be better than talk her. smack about that. Got one one up on his big sis. What took you so long. Mm-hmm. The no, pandemic. It was great. He was. Uh, they really incorporated the kids into the mass. Okay. I was all about the mass. It was really well done. The music was good. Like, just kind of like they play a little Springsteen. Being present, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They did play Springsteen. 
Well, here I am, Lord. Born in the USA. Talks about his dad, what his dad's got. <laughs> My dad drove me around town, said, I made all this for you seven days. And, but he didn't like the Vietnamese. <laughs> I'm taking off Sunday. <laughs> Bruce. Bruce, is Bruce Catholic? I, I would have to assume so. I'm sorry. I did not mean to derail us from this much more important topic. Music was good. Mass was good. Mass was good. I'm, I'm glad you derailed uh, me because I'm going to get into the theme of Elliot was almost derailed during the gospel, not the gospel. He, they did the, was it the gospel? Yeah, they did. They read the gospel reading. Okay. And um, there might've been a mix up in the lines or whatever, but he was very demonstrative about like that. He, his, his line got stepped on or... <laughs> I have it on tape. I got to show it to you. Okay. But he's like looking at this kid and like pulling his mask down. Like, what, what's going on? You guys screwed up on the line. So that was like my favorite part of the- That's awesome. Of the mask. So, oh, that's um, so great. But it was fun. Yeah. They they, they had, um, you know, my, my parents were able to be there. My sister, my mother-in-law, my aunt, or um, Elliot's aunt, my sister-in-law, Aaron, who listens to the podcast as my sister and folks do. Thank Love you guys it. for being at the communion. That's great. Uh, it was just a nice day. Seemed like it. You guys we partied afterwards with the entire family of uh, you know her family and my family. We had a nice little uh, outing at Frankinello's on the south side. And a boy. Yeah. You guys, uh, I saw some pictures. Your family somehow seems to get more photogenic by the day. If uh, if anyone, of course, some of our many of our listeners are followers of Pat. They see it. Your family's pictures always look like they're about three iPhones ahead of the rest of us. Do you know that? Sarah's good at that. She really knows good. how to take take the pics. Maybe she filters them. Doing great sure. work with it. I gotta tell you, I gotta throw a pick up there on L. I was I was really happy for him. He was, uh, and the kids have been busy, man. Baseball's going, soccer's going. Yeah. So uh, I love the kids' sports. They are um, parents are all in. It's yeah, it's a lot, man. It's fun. Have you? Because you can have a bit of a. You, I don't want to say, uh, but you you can. Focus on a thing. Like, have you gotten into any arguments with any parents or anything during any of these? No, I haven't gotten into Okay. I could see it though, right? Like, we've talked road rage and things. I would. I'd be jawing at people all day. I don't know if I would do it in that arena. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I mean, uh, I did notice that the umpire was a kid and and that might be part of reminding me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't yell at that person. She's 12. (laughs) I mean, I always think of that at Josephine's game. It's yeah. like, cause this kid was way up, this girl was way up in, this is like the new move. They go way up in the batter's box. It's a high school sized batter's box. Okay. Right. So these girls are obviously that we're playing, were coached to stand way up in front of it. So then the pitchers are going over to plate, but because the girls are so far in front, looks like a ball, looks like a ball. Right. And, um, you know, you, you're like, what is this? And you're like, yeah. this girl's 12. There's more efficiency if yeah. we did this the right way, and but you can't really get into it. Is that why you think they have kids umpire? So less people get, so like less parents talk shit? <laughs> That's what I thought about. That's got to be the reason, it's like, right? you know what? Just get some kids to do it. <laughs> they can't yell it. These psychopaths will calm down. <laughs> and maybe they did for a year. Uh-huh. But then they, you they're know, back at it after a while. Then the, you know who their parents are. <laughs> you know who that is. Have you ever umpired? No. Did you? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, I umpired not that much, but I did ref. Basketball? I ref basketball, yeah. That sounds awful to me. Yeah, and I realized that, um, I mean, maybe there are better people out there than me, but there is definitely personal bias. And oh, yeah. Favoritism. Oh, and I yeah. I was like, fuck this, dude. <laughs> yeah. 
being impartial is, you know, actually we've talked about it, um, but Gareth recommended that uh, refereeing podcast, right? There was one about coaching and then one about being like referees that Michael Lewis said against the rules. It is not an easy thing. It's not an easy game at all to be a referee. Michael Lewis popped up yesterday on 60 Minutes. He's got a book coming out that he wrote in real time about the pandemic. It's called The Premonition. Really? And he is, um, it's about the people that were sounding the alarms in January and saying, this is real. This is happening. Like they knew, called themselves the Wolverines. Really? Red Dawn reference. Wow. Remember that one? I do. A little Cold War film. Sounds exciting. And um, so he wrote the book, just started it, and he was like, I'm going to follow these people. And the book just played out right in front of him. That's amazing. Yeah. I think we should do this more on the podcast because you watch a lot of news shows, and I want you to just kind of give me the highlights. There's going to be some takeaways <laughs> On all over the place, right? We're gonna start. We're gonna be handing out this book, The Premonition. We're gonna be doing. This is now a book club we're podcast. A book report, dude. I saw that on um, on sixty minutes, and I also would like to show on uh, Sunday mornings, the Sunday morning news show. You would, yeah. I mean, it's That's just a like right on my show. Alley. It's just like old school. It's informative. Let's paint a picture. How how early is this boring TV show on? Well, we, we record it. <laughs> Come on. It's just set to record. Do you watch it with the whole family or do you watch it when you get a moment to yourself? No, Sarah and I will watch oh, okay. it. We'll just turn it on while we're having coffee okay. and just getting the day going. And um, Anyway, they had a great story of this family. I mean, it's it's kind of funny, right? This, this, this siblings are trying to honor their dad who died of COVID. Okay. When they were kids, they would um, eat grapefruit. And um, you know when like you get sprayed in the eye? Yeah. Brutal. Grapefruit. Awful. Well, they're showing how that is like, you know, been represented in pop culture, like, you know, Ray Romano, they're showing a Seinfeld episode. He sprays George. (laughs) Like it's it's been a a trope forever. Absolutely. Um, So their dad would say when they got smoked in the eye with the grapefruit juice that, oh, you got orbisculated. So that was the word orbisculated. Where did that come from? Well, they made it up. Which the kids found out, like in college, they oh, used man. the word as it was as it, as if it was real. Yeah. And then one day she went into the dictionary to look up orbisculate, or maybe <laughs> try to use it in Scrabble or whatever, and was called out. Find and, out your like, entire childhood's a lie. Orbisculate's not a word. <laughs> so he died, and this story resurfaced as they were, you know, looking back on their dad's life. Yeah. Um, and now they've been campaigning to make this a word. So it's been in a crossword puzzle. They got it to be recognized on, um, I don't know, and by a new show where they did the new story. Really? They've been pounding, the, right. trying to get this word right, and getting people to use it. And, um, we're going to be behind it, Jim. I don't know if I can get behind it, Pat. No, you're not like them in the story? I love the story. It's a beautiful story. But can Merriam-Webster and the crew over there just start fucking changing the rules of what becomes a word? Just You know what I mean? Like, there's a... Who invents words, Jim? The the masses, I think, right? What's the word for when uh, grapefruit juice sprays in your eye? I don't know if it needs its own word. Well, I would think that these people would argue <laughs> otherwise. Okay? And I don't want to bring up their dead dad. Okay, all right. You but... can't throw... Dead dad club in the mix. That's where it started. I know. I know. It's just, uh, I mean, until I'm, he orbisculated. I mean, I am, I, I am, you know, 
empathetically, I am with them. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be on board with this. I just don't know that you can just make a word for it. This is a process, right? That's what they're doing. They're trying to get okay. it going. They're trying right. to get people to use it. They're, uh, I think they had it. Um, anyway, it's, it's a, they have a lengthy resume for this word now. Mm-hmm. And they're uh, trying to push it over the edge. I thought we could get behind them I think- as a um, neutral, you know, um, we have a, a bit of a platform here. We Brimley's. do. We've, we've invented some words. I mean, for sure. Who are we, Jim? We, but we have not, our own glossary we're right not here. Pushing them to get in El Dictionario. Uh, that's a little different story, right? But I, I get what you're saying. And this is much better than like a lot of the terms they've tried to create lately, right? Well, we help them carry the ball over the goal line and then we turn around and say, <laughs> We, we slip need Brimley in into the bill. Brimley. <laughs> we slip in Hot Dog Jefferson <laughs> in the, to page 12 of this bill. Yeah, I like it. And we might have to um, sacrifice you. <laughs> what? They do have a dead person attached to this All right. agenda. I'll do what I have to. And if we have to. <laughs> For the Brimleys. And then we have the Brimley martyr. <laughs> you end up being immortalized. <laughs> you could win like images of you at carnivals. <laughs> After you knock down. You spray the water. I won. Here's a picture of Jim, the you, martyr of Brimleyville. You orbisculated or, or that water. I don't know. I guess, I guess you want to be contrarian and be against it. I no, was, I mean, I, I'm coming around to it. I'm coming around to the idea. I just, uh, they're going about it the right way. What are some other words they've tried to put in the dictionary lately? There's always like uh, different social media things. Yeah, they add words every year, don't they? They do. There's always like a list of added words. Sharded. I don't think that's really one of them. Uh, <laughs> what if that was the one we got behind? Yeah. Orbisculate, no. I'm like, no, but sharded. I think that should be in the dictionary. You think anyone's ever done that while listening to the podcast? <laughs> sure. It's very funny. Did you when you got run over? No. By the way, not. folks, I, Jim took me by the scene of the crime and um, I put some flowers down. <laughs> not intentionally, did I? I put some, uh, some flowers down by the chalk outline. And um, it was nice to come out here and be reminded of. It was. It's weird that there's a chalk outline of just the bike out there, though. Not me. Just the bicycle itself is outlined on the street. I don't know why. I also uh, gave the guys working on the roofs a pep talk. Did you? Yeah. Did you see the Bucket Boys? Let Jim know when you're getting close. They they did mine last week. Oh, you're done? I think so. Unless they did part of it and were hoping to come back. I don't know. But it was... It was loud, man. Is that why everything's scattered in here? Okay. It kind of shook. Yeah, shook the- that's exactly what happened. Not just normal life. Pat, this is after an hour of hiding stuff. I don't understand. This is this is the improved version. I looked at some of these counters and I was just like, he's just going to fucking tear this place apart. There's no reason for him to be here. No. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're staring I at love stuff being right here. Now. Go for it. I was wondering where you kept your cups of coins <laughs> and wires and open mailboxes. <laughs> this is a so whole true. counter of uh, not sure what to do with this. Can't yeah. tell what's coming or going. I don't know either. That's the thing. Some of these have been there for quite some time. Um, there are some cups of coins. Every bit of that is true. Guys, if you can relate to this, do you know when you get like a, um, someone gives you like a vase or something that's <laughs> somewhat adult-like and you just, okay, I must, I, I know I'll put that on a surface, right? <laughs> And then eventually you start stuffing receipts in it or <laughs> coins or rubber bands. Jim's got eight of those. <laughs> just open, just stuff even, that you can drop things into. I don't even know why. 
I save mason jars. What's wrong with me? What's what's the point? You could give tours here to the. Uh, <laughs> do you guys remember episode thirty-two when Jim talked about the bees? Here they are, right here. Here's two of the dead ones. Do you guys? How about? Do you remember episode forty-nine about the bidet? It's right here. Here, come on in here. Take a seat. This is. Uh, it is a little time capsule of the podcast. Your this. bidet just orbisculated my butthole. <laughs> And if you don't want to use that I'm word. on board. I am on board. I am 100% on board or biscuited or bust, baby. You're listening to. I don't have one of those this week. That's all right. Wish I hope I, it is. I didn't have any access to kids to be able to set one up ahead of time, so my apologies. I didn't think about renting one. <laughs> I was showing my kids last. I should have been recording that. I was watching um, the, I don't know if it's the anniversary of the Bin Laden raid when they got him. Oh. Probably it was they had a thing season. on um, History Channel last night. I was okay. watching about the whole mission, and you know they come in on the uh, Blackhawks mm-hmm. and they rappel onto his building, mm-hmm. right? And then they're like, and then they set up snipers. And, and Mike, Elliot, and Luke, it was like Fortnite come to life. Really, like they were locked in. Oh, that's awesome. Was there dancing? No, there was no <laughs> dancing. Yeah, after they soldiers them, start dancing, they got into it. Yeah, so um, and you know they had the, they had a dog on the mission. It it's very uh, has all the ingredients for a younger audience. Yeah, um, and also, you know, some takeaways. Sure, right. <laughs> what were your takeaways? Uh, <laughs> don't well, they be don't, a terrorist. They do know. That's I mean, it's one. it's kind of interesting, right? Kids at a um, you know, I think by preschool. They've seen those images of yeah. of the towers, and you know, here's the guy. Yeah, it was he was the planner. He put the the thing together, right? Did they show that juxtaposition of like Obama and them in the war room, like you know, versus all of this? Well, because they were watching the whole thing, right? Yeah. Yes. No. No. So we didn't get to the end of it, but okay. they showed him in the um, the planning stages of it. Oh, wow. And they were showing like Bush the day of okay. 9-11 too and how blindsided they were. Yeah. I mean, there was no... He's at that kid's school, right? He's at the school <laughs> reading school. to the kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to go to that kid's school, George. All right. And they come tell him. I mean, is that face he makes? Like, what? How is... I mean, if it was anything less serious, that would be like the most amazing meme to use. Right. You know what I mean? Of Like someone whispering something like... Hey, we're doing a show tonight. Blah 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 blah. And then that face. How about his commitment to finish the book, though? Unbelievable. He wanted to know how it ended, and I think I like that about the guy. I mean, he he was playing the long game. He was. He's like, I'm not going to get all knee jerky. Mm-hmm. Let me finish his story. Negotiate with terrorists. I going to take us ten years to get this guy anyway. Page twenty-seven. <laughs> what book was he reading? I don't even remember. We started talking about May earlier and we jumped off of it. May's a uh, a big holiday month too. Like the first week we got some, uh, we got May Day, which is uh, huge in Europe. And then uh, we have Cinco de Mayo coming up this week as well, which is only big here. It is not big in Mexico. Um, But I love that we only appropriate the drinking one of the two. I love that no one's buying each other lilies for May Day, you know? We're all getting drunk on Cinco de Mayo. May Day is like uh, it's, it's like Europe's Labor Day, right? Like, But they get more into it. Is it for, like, workers and stuff? I know different places do it differently. It's supposed to be like a, a party to celebrate the beginning of uh, summer, 
according to them. Um, I wait till Memorial Day like a grown-up, you know, but whatever. I think everyone can do what they want. Um, King George back in France was like presented lilies. This is a big tradition in France. So back in the 15 whatevers. And uh, they get like a lily. And you can buy lilies tax-free that day in France. That day alone, they do not tax you on lilies. On May Day. On May Day. What a bunch of menches, you know? Just really... (laughs) Really easing the restrictions. Be like, go ahead, buy buy each other a flower with it's, no surcharge. It's distress signal day. <laughs> it's Sam Malone day, shouldn't it be? Shouldn't it be oh, Cheers day? That's a great nickname. We should make this the day where we watch the pilot of Cheers all over again and then skip May ahead day to when Malone. Diane leaves. Isn't that a great nickname? That sounds like a hot dog. Mayday Malone? It does, right? Elliot Mailman? I think that'd be a good hot dog for, uh, for Mayday, right? For Sam, Sam Malone? Malone. For the Red Sox. You know what? Elliot just asked me, why are they the Red Sox? I I don't know if that's because of the White Sox, but it is kind of funny, right? That they were so interested in like naming things after socks. Is that how boring the world was? I mean, like, that they were, was that risque or something? (laughs) Like the red, no, we're going to mention the stockings. How are we going to be cool? Well, if we all wear red socks out there, they're going to notice us, right? (laughs) And then other teams, like, you see those guys in the red stockings? I was thinking we could name the club after our stockings. <laughs> Damn it, the Boston Club already took it. <laughs> well, we'll just change to a different color stockings. I mean, that they were, that there were two? There were two. And then the Cincinnati Reds were the red legs. Red legs, right. Right? Right. And both socks spelled socks S-O-X. Like, why did both of them do it wrong? Those are the questions. Like, I asked those questions as a kid, and eventually I just stopped. I think that they were led there by newspapers. They were originally called the red stockings and the white stockings and that the, pr- the print they abbreviated. I think I read that. Interesting. That makes so, a lot of sense. That's like just our vernacular. Yeah. You know, that's their orbisculation of the, uh, <laughs> can't just start making up word. new definitions for orbisculation. Is that getting mm. shot in the eye? I can do whatever I want. I don't know. And as a big listener of hip hop music, uh, huh. The culture of creating and inventing words and language is something that you should be a proponent of. What I mean, I orbisculate on that all the time, but I'm saying that you, you can't vacillate just, on that. No, I do not. I am, I am committed, but I don't think you could start making up new definitions of orbisculate. It's a have word you, you just started championing yesterday. Have you ever used a word like vacillate and been like super proud? Like I just used a big word. I love that when that happens. And I, like, I, but I'm, I'm not sly about it. Like I look around the room like, huh? I just, <laughs> you guys fucking hearing this? I can see you doing it and just staying locked in and knowing people are like, yeah, without having to pay attention. I don't know. I feel like my vocabulary is not that good. I wish it, it was stronger. Yeah, mine too. I used to read like those, I used to get like a word of the day email. And then one day that started going into spam. Thank God, you know, <laughs> learn shit on the daily. Remember the word of the day, tearaways? Oh man, the calendars. Never could keep up with Never. that. How many it, of those you got laying around? Imagine, looking for, <laughs> imagine like how many February. pieces of just scrap paper would just be on the floor right now if I had a tearaway calendar. It would I look like those. the factory on the floor here. Just pages everywhere, little glue strips all over the place. I had one when I was a kid at like baseball facts that I was able to keep up with. Like it was the ritual. Yeah. And then I had a far side one. Loved it. Dude, I can't tell you. I saw Gary Larson trending. I think the far side, I think he just launched a website mm-hmm. or he has something that's coming out. But he has been intentionally off the grid. Yeah. 
Um, but he was getting some love on Twitter last week for his contributions. Really? I mean, the far side, and then the people were posting their favorites. I mean, just so funny, dude. Is there like an extensive collection of all of them somewhere? I know he's got a bunch of books. I don't know if there's one that has all of them in it now. Were you the type that you could, if you had the tearaway calendar, could you wait for that day? Like, I read them all by January 5th. You know what I mean? Like, I, I couldn't wait for the day. I'm just going through. Oh, yeah, I would just go through them. I mean, I couldn't. Like, there are people who get, like, a monthly calendar, and they're like, well, I'm not going to look at that picture. My mom, I'm not going to look at that picture until until May 1st. And I'm like, you don't want to know what kind of horse you're going to get in May? <laughs> like, you only get 12 of them, and you enjoy them all. But it's like the surprise. It's like, uh, I'm also advent calendars done by the 3rd. Like, this is everything you would expect about old ADD Jimmy Flanagan here, right? But I I am through that entire calendar real quick. Oh, I can't not look ahead either. And then by, like, mid-March, I've stopped ripping them off of there. <laughs> Just not keeping up. Mm-mm. No, never. Save the rest of it for next year, you know? We have one at home um, that uh, on the bowls that we're not really keeping up with. Really? We go in. We, we vacillate from. Okay. Right. Which bulls, Chicago or Pamplona? It's the bulls. Chicago. Okay, okay. so make sure. <laughs> Thank you. I got a recommendation for you, Pat. I want to start uh, back on documentaries. And I found one the other day on Amazon Prime, I think is right up our alley. I think it's right up the Brimley's alley as well. Uh, There is a 2014 Iron Sheik documentary on Amazon Prime just called Sheik. And it's kind of about his rise to fame as the social media icon, kind of before he got to where he is today on Twitter. But like from his humble beginnings to kind of what made him this like social media darling, you know, and started like this projection, this I I can't even think of it, but this meteoric rise of him with like this young audience. Um, I can't wait. Dude, he's so funny on Twitter. Amazing. I'm going to check it out. He was, when I got into wrestling, he was just, like, Hulk Hogan was taking over. Yeah. And the Sheik was, like, kind of, he took the title from him. Yeah. Um, And I remember him being around wrestling, like, when I first got into it. And then what he's doing uh, on social media is just too funny. It's amazing. It's just, it's so topical. It's so ridiculous. It's so, he's still, he's still portraying the heel. You know what I mean? Through and through. Like, I love that about it. Is it an older doc? Yeah, it's from 2014. So oh, it's great. kind of before all of this now, but yeah. it's either what started propelling him, you know, or or it was like as he was starting to break. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. I want to watch it this week. I figured uh, let the Brimleys check it out so we can talk about that next week as well. Saw that. I saw there's a, um, I started watching this thing on Netflix about the this art heist in Boston. Yeah. Did you watch it? I started it. It's it's interesting. It's a little slow. Yeah, I did not like. I watched the first episode, but twenty minutes in, I checked out. I know it's kind of like you start dozing a little bit, but it's an interesting story. Yeah, I want to check that it's out. It's going to be hard to get back into that. I did watch the Netflix documentary about the dude, the Mormon dude, who started like counterfeiting documents and shit. This dude was just like, oh yeah, they said they wanted this religious document from Joseph, so I made one. I sold it to him for a hundred thousand dollars. Like just. Just became a forger. Just made stuff just up. Just started making copies of things. Just oh, got I love it. really, really good at forging. <laughs> and like they're interviewing his wife and she's like, I had no idea. He was just forging away back there. And they'd be like, whatever we said we couldn't find anywhere in the world, he had it in a week. And no one thought anything weird about it for a while. 
And it's just, it's crazy what a little bit of confidence can do, man. How about how dumb people are? <laughs> it's so great. You, uh, that, is that Netflix too? That is. You had another And he document. found just random, he was just like like a, uh, a a book of, like a Bible. Yeah. Unbelievable. Just, he just had, knew what he was looking for, found a way to see a copy of it or something, made his own version of it. Like, had these crazy methods to be able to make things look older than they were and withered and, and I mean, good, like good authenticators were able to like, no, this is fake pretty quickly, but it took them getting to that point. You know what I mean? To, to start even figuring out what happened. Where did he start work? Was he working at West Elm first? Just, <laughs> Just beating the hell out of their, uh, this is a vintage bookshelf. <laughs> this would look good in your Mr. Robinson apartment. Good, but, 10 things of baseball cards on okay, here. Okay, <laughs> all right. Stop looking and saying accurate stuff. This is a beautiful piece right here. This was a, this uh, it's a buffet. We've talked about it, um, but it is, I got it for like 10 bucks, you know? And then uh, when I moved it recently, when they did the floors, I looked at the name on the back. It's a Drexel. So apparently there's like a big market for these bad boys once you take all of the cups of coins off of them. No, it's nice. There's, I like there's it. the ability to, uh, but apparently there's a big market for them. They like them. They're big, sturdy, uh, sturdy buffets. And how much was that? I got it for like 10 bucks at a garage sale. And get I pay like twenty, like pay How'd my you, friends like 30 bucks to get it up here. To get it up here. Yeah, yeah right. It's, it's heavy. This is a big piece, folks. It is. It's a little nine drawer. You must have saw this and we're like, this would be great to put my Tupperware and <laughs> glasses and old... Lenses and boxes. I hate this so much. <laughs> Do you know how much I can put in and on in this? Eight bases. <laughs> you know, I was looking for something to put five candles and a pair of socks and a <laughs> duo tank folder. A pair of socks on there. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Maybe oh, a, that is a, a winter, winter hat. hat. <laughs> a winter hat next to my watch winder. <laughs> this is in ridiculous. your ear covers. I'm a hoarder. I'm a hoarder. I didn't even realize it. This is a toned down version of Jim's hoarding. <laughs> You had another documentary that I want to catch up on that you watched, right? On uh, on Sesame Street. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just looked at me I like I. You, you like trying to make me look bad in front of everyone. No, the way you bring it up. Dude, I, they, you know that remind me. Of? I wanted to just get away from talking Dude, about my ear warmers. My buddy, two of my friends were coaching against each other at William and Mary football. Mm -hmm. All right, so they're playing at William and Mary College. He coaches for William & Mary, one of my buddies. My other buddy coaches for the University of Richmond. And they're playing at William & Mary. Okay. Now, it's in Williamsburg, Virginia. Okay. Super historic. Sure. Went there as a kid. My parents brought me around, like, this saw the sites. City, right? So I'm like, I got to go back to that. I got to see it. We're going to be in Williamsburg. I got to see the colonial stuff. So we tailgate. We're having a day, like, going into the game and and i'm like resigned now I'm, I'm good we're not we don't have to go see the the sites sure let's just keep partying and um it was like a mixed crowd i was just in town visiting with like one other buddy so we're with all these other guys that like i don't really know but i'm you know we're all kind of hanging figuring it out right and my buddy's like well wait hang on mcgann wants to go to you want to go to the colonial stuff right <laughs> <laughs> i'm like no, no no we're good he's like no you want to remember you said you wanted to go like I was like, yeah, I want to get my picture with, you know, put my hands through the, the holes. Come on guys. We're going to go see where they made yarn. Oh, but I great. did want to go see like, yeah, this is where 
So I remember going back there for the, my buddy's wedding. He got married in like the church that Thomas Jefferson went to and uh, whoever else lived in that town. And like literally the church is still there. The pew is like, this is, and for me, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, yeah. I like to know that. That's hilarious um, though. Now you're the one. When you just said that in front of everyone. Oh, and wait, Pat has something. You saw the, the member Sesame Street, right? You want to talk about the documentary? <laughs> You've been watching Sesame Street a lot, right? Yes, and 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 I will go to bat for Sesame Street. Oh, oh it's the best. Sesame I wasn't. Street. I wasn't Sesame like, Street. <laughs> I didn't even bring it up. I I, I don't have to put that in my GPS. <laughs> I know how to get to Sesame Street. Okay, I'll tell you how to get there. This is why we give All you right? a microphone. Where do we? That's beautiful. Start with Sesame Street. It was the fiftieth anniversary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they had a special on ABC. Um, thought it would be fun to watch with the kids who were not really into Sesame Street as much as we were. Sure. They had so much more at their, you know, right. to watch. Um, but, dude, it was really well done. Then it got a little bit too much of a, um, like, s- social, like, it was just kind of like patting themselves on the back for, like, all the yeah. great, like, awareness and I get that, and it is great, and and they should celebrate that, and maybe a tighter segment, and then t- celebrate yeah. the history. That, but they show clips of like when Mister Hooper died. I remember, yeah, I remember that was a big a day. And they did the episode. Oh man! I mean, and Sarah and I are there, like, oh my gosh, like you know. Do you remember how they did the episode? No, but I don't want to get too deep into this because I want to watch this. So I like don't get well, me. Well, I don't know if it's like uh, on demand. Yeah, you could probably find a, it. Yeah yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, you're gonna be able to see that again. Yeah. Um, but t- well, tell me a little bit. No, I just, um, that show when it started, you know, it's just like everything that just good intentions Yeah, and bringing people together and, yeah, you know, uh, using the medium of television to like educate kids and, you know, be aware they were ahead of the curve on a lot of the things and it's just the way they did it. You don't even realize as a kid when you're watching it that they were, you know, yeah, I mean they're teaching you so much. Yeah. They're 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 also just preparing you for where the world's headed, right? Like they always jump out in front of things. Yeah. I think they need to. I think that's their their goal. And parents get pissed at them sometimes, right? For some of these things. Like there were, I mean, they're they're not pro parents to the have gotten really pissed at. Yeah, them they're not. But they've kind of led. I just love the uh, you know contemplating that Oscar is like representative of certain people in the world. Yeah. And he lives in a garbage can. Real crabs. Yeah. <laughs> just a trash just person. Pissed off all yeah. the time. And they got to deal with them. And sometimes he makes a good contribution. Yeah. But I do but love- But like begrudgingly it. every time. I love that they were like, and then this guy, well, hey, maybe you should live in a garbage can. Let <laughs> this come out. I mean, I, I feel like it's so into our lexicon that like the term trash person- I think of Oscar right away. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I think it spawned that without intentionally realizing. Cause that's like, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about when you say someone's a trash person or like when you, yeah. Or when someone's like a big bird mm-hmm. or a snuffleupagus <laughs> real Look at the shrunk on that guy. You know, did you like, uh, who was your favorite guy? Uh, Mr. Hooper was like a big loss to me. I loved that. It was, he was, he was the, the grocer, correct? Right. Um, and, and he was m- murdered, right? right Season right, two, right, right, right? By they never really said Dexter. I thought it, it was, was the I last it was Dexter because of some stuff that Mr. Hooper had done. I remember it was the last episode of the season, mm-hmm. and <laughs> he was bludgeoned. Yep, absolutely, <laughs> vividly. And you just you didn't see who the Muppet was, but you saw a Muppet hand and just <laughs> holding a piece of glass that said Metallica on it from a carnival. 
and just stabbing him with it. And they interviewed the Swedish chef. <laughs> Who was he? Wasn't even on that show. Was Not he? At all. he was a, a Muppet. But, but it's, no, it's a Jim no. Henson production, right? Wasn't Sesame Street? Jim Henson did make the Muppets that were on Sesame Street. I was really into Grover. Yeah. And I liked Cookie Monster. Dude, Kermit would occasionally be on Sesame Street. Yeah, he would. Absolutely. Piggy would stop by from time to time. I was too young for Elmo. I feel like Elmo was like just after us, right? Yeah. Yeah, Elmo was after us. He was like on a little bit when I was watching it, but not a lot. Grover was great. Uh, Cookie Monster might be my absolute favorite, like, Muppet. It was just so, <laughs> so funny, right? Like, it was just, I mean, of course I like Cookie Monster or Oscar. Cookie Monster was great and so funny, but didn't really have any, like, did he have, like, deep thoughts? No, I mean. He was just like, me like cookies, and then. Stuff his face and crumbs everywhere. I just used to like watching how the crumbs would disappear, how the, the cookie would break up. Yeah. And then the. No, no, it's just gone. Yeah. yeah. Pat, I have cups of coins. You think I have deep thoughts? I am Cookie Monster through and through. I had a great Cookie Monster double outfit, like a sweater, Cookie Monster, and blue pants <laughs> that I, when I was five, dude, that's what it was like. What is it? Whose birthday is it? Uh-oh. All right, let me put on my cookie monster. Get that CM out of the closet. And I would put that on, and dude, it was time to go. That's awesome. But let me, I should probably pee before we leave. Let me, let me <laughs> go. We? Go to the bathroom before. Mom, where are my <laughs> shoes? No, I love that outfit. I've often thought about like having that in an adult size. Yeah. You know, if that'd I, be great. If if I, you can imagine find I one. popped in here with hey. this Mr. Robinson that'd entrance awesome. on the open the doors. <laughs> the whole studio audience is like, "Woo!" <laughs> Blue pants. Remember that when studio audiences used to like like catcall the person who walked in if it was someone attractive. That was just fine in the eighties. Now remember, Kelly Bundy walks in. She's sixteen, but you whistle. What first scene? That's it. Oh yeah, the first scene. Anytime a hottie comes in, or when like even like any big character. Fonzie, Kramer. Yeah, but that was more like cheering door. than like the than the cat calling, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was Fonzie the first one that they did that? Like, was he the the catalyst? He might have been. I would think so. The Fonz. I did not see his statue while I was there. I didn't oh, go. Man. But Joe Fernandez did a great joke about, he was like, I love the Dahmer statue here. It's like, it's weird that you put it right behind the Fonzie like that, but whatever. People <laughs> uh, <laughs> are just like, what? We got to um, put that on our list if we ever roll through Milwaukee again. Does Milwaukee have a nickname? Cream City. Really? Absolutely. Did not make that up. Cream City. You looked at me that way like you looked at me when I asked about the Sesame Street documentary. Well, like that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> that was what I wanted to name this podcast. Cream City. <laughs> you guys, you're listening to Cream City with Pat McGann and Jim Flanagan. What's up? What's up, Creamers? Creamers. This week on a very thick episode, we dive into the Cream City. Cream suburbs today, bud. Yeah, we are. In the Ville. We're in the Creamville. All right, anything going up? Any reviews? What do we got? We got to wrap this up. This is a, uh, we're recording Monday morning here. Um, Bright and early. Jimmy's sorry for the go Monday morning energy if we brought any of that. I think we were Okay. But we really appreciate you guys tuning in. Hope everyone's May is off to a great start. Tomorrow is May 4th. Don't be that person. Don't be that person. We're good. We're fine. We are good. We don't need to do the Star Wars thing. 
what do we got? 31 days of May. 31. And then June, July. Yeah. That's cr- that's August, how the September. Months go. Yeah, you pay- got it. <laughs> You, you nailed that, buddy. Good for you. Trying to build up to a rhyme that wasn't coming. Because oh. thir- you, you know how you remember. 31 in May, 30 in June, July, September, October, and then... <laughs> you forgot August. What? You forgot August. And then, well, well, yeah. And the rhyme. You forgot the rhyme for sure in that. We got a review from Tonto Girl. Um, a, a great review. Uh, honest review. Love this combination. Uh, it's called just found this and I'm digging it five star review only listened to two episodes so far pretty funny although I couldn't keep track of who was who at first voices are too similar we also don't do a good job of saying who we are ever on this show I think I brought it up one time and you were like nah we don't need to do that they know oh sorry I mean you could kind of figure it out I, I think you I, I address you sometimes as Jim you do and- I call you Pat or Patrick that's true I mean I'm not complaining our I'm voices I didn't think they were that. But if you don't know who either one of us are, that makes a ton of sense. I also you might want to be careful watching the Sesame Street documentary because a lot of <laughs> Grover sounds a lot like Gonzo. Big Bird, it's the same person that does the voice. Bert and Ernie, you know Bert and Ernie. Um, they talk about them if they are gay. Do they in the documentary? Yes. Don't tell me the answer to that. I'm not going to tell you the answer to that. But um, do you think they are? I never did. I thought they were just a couple buddies hanging out, right. like Larry and Balky, you know? A couple of dudes just like to get into trouble and live together. My favorite thing about Bert and Ernie is in their bedroom, they have a picture of them yes. on the uh, right above. Yes. I was always it's fantastic, <laughs> loving that. And they're wearing the exact same thing. All exactly. They are always it. wearing. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. I'm also loving the no commercials must mean you're good, but not that good yet. All right. That is the that is a very honest review. Um, you're right. We are good. I think I agree with that part. Yeah, but we're not that good. We're not that good. We haven't started pushing for any. Uh, not yet. Uh, not yet. I mean, that, that's she gave us the opportunity to get better. I like that. That review is devastatingly honest. Yeah. Refreshingly honest. Love it. I, I would say. Big fan. Um, yeah, we, we we do not have the commercials. Um, we we would, got some things in conversation, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we could if we wanted, dude. If we could sell this thing out, we if could. we wanted to, we could do we're a playlist selective. if we wanted to. We have um, or, uh, what do you call them? RFP. It's uh, if you want to go online, download the RFP. If you want to, it's not that big of a process, but you have to be certified, and we do a little <laughs> background check on. Potential sponsors. true value and credit of your your business. We do check the credit worthiness of the business before we 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 vet our sponsors. Also, our sponsor might be a vet. We don't know. Could be anybody. So thank you in advance for um, checking out the RFP. I got an email that said that, and and I do want to talk about that. Do not say thank you in advance. I'm not a fan. To me, I'm sorry. <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan of that at all. Does it, anyone ever say that to you? It, yeah, thanks in advance. Ooh, you're assuming I'm going to get it done and that you're too busy to follow up on this. That's not a good combination because not going to happen. Oftentimes, I'm like, uh, can you back up? Because that's the first thing I heard. <laughs> I was not really paying attention, but you just thanked me for something. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not even sure what. Yep. I'm taking what's expected of me. You're taking the choice out of it, right? So like, thanks in advance for mm-hmm. that. It's super cocky. Yeah, not a fan. Presumptive? Very much so. Very much very much so. A little condescending in a way? Or bisculating, if you will. <laughs> anyway, thank you in advance for subscribing and reviewing and 
No, that's a great review from, uh, you said Tonto Girl? Tonto Girl. Thank you. And then uh, we also, Jerry O'Sullivan reached out to us. Did you see this Brimley line he sent us? Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a Twitter account. Um, so when Cocoon hit theaters, it was June 21st, 1985. Wilford Brimley was 18,530 days old. So there's a Twitter account with 41,000 followers who was following exactly one person. And <laughs> I don't know who that is. Um, but they tell you when famous people become older than 18,530 days. So they tell you when people cross the Brimley line. Wow. All right. We got to talk. We got to keep an eye on that. Weird as shit. How many days have we been floating around? We're not there yet. You're I'm you're approaching the Brimley line. I, I must be. You are. Because it's, uh, what was it? He was 18,530. I'm not going to take any just leap years into account here, right? Here. We're just going to do a basic. He was, he was about 50 and nine months, I would say. Wow. So when, when Cocoon hit in theaters. Well, I got a little bit of time. You got some time. You got half a decade until you're uh, a little over that until uh, until you're crossing the Brimley line. Well, we're going to have a party that day. I can't wait. All are invited. All right. Let's get out of here. Anything you want to promote? Uh, I will be at Zany's in Old Town this Wednesday. I think it's about it this week for uh, Cinco de Mayo. I'm uh, doing a little show over there. Um, that's about it until, uh, until the end of the month. What about you? Um, this week, not much. Next week, I will be at the Improv in Irvine, California. Had a boy. Starting May 13th through May 16th. And I'm going to the Omaha Funny Bone May 20th or 21st and 22nd. Nice. Yeah, starting to uh, get back out there. Spring has sprung. Hope to see people. Hope to experience what you experienced, Jim. Some Brimley's coming out. I just want to To the live show. Thank you to everyone in Milwaukee. And you telling them... Hey, hold on. I didn't tell them, hold on. I told my friends, hold on. To I'm talk to dropping the game. I'm <laughs> dropping the gizzy in the mizzy, creating cream city. <laughs> Finally a rhyme. All right. I hope everyone has uh, a great May week. You got it. Oh, I forgot that we have to patch in the music here. <laughs> I was really like, do. oh, I was picturing this song. In my head. We're at a new place. Oh, we man. We are legitimately all over the place for the first time. I'm dancing in Jim's condo. He sure is. He's fortnighting. Oh, man. Try not to... Uh, can I take... Disturb the vases? Do you mind if I take one of these coin jars? Please do. Please do take one of them. For the toes? <laughs> How do you decide? It's not even like one is for quarters, one is for nickels. Is there another jar that has coins in it? I feel like you're bullshitting here. There's only one. I know, but it looks like there's... It really does. The rest of them are just empty. One has a matchbook in it. <laughs> it can't be on purpose. I just like that. This is exactly what my place would look like, dude, if <laughs> I live by myself. True. Just uh, random piles nicer. of receipts. Oh, my God. No clue what to do with them. No clue to do with them. A lot of keys, too. A lot are of keys. In charge of this, this building? I'm not really sure where they came from. I think like I killed a janitor one time. I don't know what happened, but... What are you going to do? Bye, everybody. See ya.